Good morning, everybody. Buenos dias. Uh, they told me that you guys know Spanish, so hoy I'm voy a predicar en español. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I, I, I tried to surprise you, and I surprised myself. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, today is a wonderful day. It was a wonderful music, and I know that you, well, everybody here is a Christian, and. Uh, and thank you for coming. Thank you for, to be part of this church. Thank you because to be part of this church, you are part of the ministry in Mexico City. Yesterday, um, it was a wonderful night. There was a lot of Mexican food, a good Mexican food, uh, the tamales and the quesadillas and all kind of stuff. So I was so excited about that because I said, man, uh, this church is making me sad because uh, next week I'm going to Mexico and I'm going to be trying real Mexican food. And this church is making real food Mexican. So praise the Lord for that. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for the kids because um, my wife and I last night were in bed watching or looking those pictures to see who is going to win the prize today. Um, Diana is going to come and say the names or you want me to say the names you or you, or you can do it. She's going to say the names of the people that win the prize, and when the sermon is done, you go to our table, and gonna, we're going to give you a prize, okay? Um, can I talk by your microphone? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we were supposed to pick one, but we couldn't. We picked five. Um, so you have to each take a leg of the piñata. No. So, someone's going to get the piñata, and then there are four um, yard lights. They're little flowers out on our table, so the other four can take um, one of the flowers. Um, we picked as number one um, Ivy's. I don't know if Ivy is here. Um, and, and it got it most because it says, I love Mexico, all over it. After the service, Ivy, please come and you can get the piñata. And then we have um, Clemina. 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 Clemen. Clemen. She can come and get a flower. And we have Dom. Dom. D-O-M. Dominic. Dominic. Only wrote Dom on it. That's a nickname. So. <laughs> and I loved how she got the colors on the flag right too. And then we have Marie. Marie. Okay. And our final it was very clever, made it into a little box, almost Baxter. Okay. So you can all come and um, the first one went, that I said was Ivy, you get the pinata, and everybody else gets a flower. Thank you. Thank you, beautiful woman. The, you're my wife. And you are my uh, helper in Mexico. Thank you for that. Okay, well, um, I want to start with praying. So if you can uh, uh, close your eyes and just look down and let's pray. Dear Father, thank you so much for this beautiful day that you give to us. Thank you because we can come to here to this building like a church and we can sing, we can read, we can learn, we can fellowship. Thank you for that. Thank you, God, because you're so wonderful. Uh, I pray today for every church around the world so they can preach the truth and people can be ready to receive 
the truth, and the Holy Spirit, and they can be a followers of you, God. Thank you because they're going to believe. Thank you because they're going to love you. And thank you because soon you're going to come and we can see all the victories that you, you conquer in us and you. Thank you for this thing in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask you to open your Bible, please. In Matthew 5.16, Matthew 5.16, we're going to be looking just one part of the Bible, uh, Matthew 5.16. And I want to start a little bit with my testimony because I see a few people that I don't know, and maybe you don't know me. And you're going to say, oh, who is this guy? I know he's a Mexican because he got uh, dark hair and he speaks a little bit weird English, you know. So, so maybe you know that I'm a Mexican. But um, I'm from Mexico City. I'm a city boy. So when I come to Holland or to see and to maybe Grand Rapids, I get scared because I'm used to, to see cars and buildings. Um, all my life I see people and people and people. You walk in the sidewalk, you see a hundred people. I walk in Grand Rapids and I see one people almost a day, you know. So I get scared because I say, where is the people here? Where is the people? And um, I see like maybe a hundred cars in 4043 and I say, where is the traffic? People don't drive cars or what? Because I'm used to, to see 2.2 million cars in Mexico City. And also, it's so dark in here. I told my wife the United States is so good to make uh, horrible movies about uh, you know, the Halloween and that kind of stuff because it's so dark. And a lot of trees and a lot of distance from one house to, one house to another house. So I was so scared. But uh, I'm so happy that I'm going back to the city, you know, uh, to see people and th things like that because uh, I, I was able, uh, I can be able to share the gospel. But uh, so I grew up in Mexico City and my mom and dad, they were Christians. They're very good Christians. They always went to church. They took me to church. They, bought, they got a Bible for me, so they told me how to read the Bible. So uh, from one year to 12 years old, or one to 12 years, I was a good Christian. I was attending to church. I, I was giving my money to the church. I was giving my time to the church. And I see a beautiful teacher in Sunday school. I was so good because I, I lied that she comes to me and say, oh, you are nice kid. You're so wonderful. So I was like, wow, this is so good. So I can be a good kid. So uh, for 12 years, I was a good kid and a, a good Christian. But there was something missing in my life. So I started looking outside of the church, and I saw wonderful people. Wonderful people, they were fighting for me. They're smoking, they're drinking. And so I was like, whoa, that is excited. Because I was not able to see that kind of stuff in 12 years. And if I have a question, I went to my friends, and they give me an answer. So I was so happy, and I walked away from church. When I was 12 years, I walked away from church, and I was doing a lot of crazy things and bad things. I smoked. I did drugs. I did almost everything that you can put in your brain. They're, don't, they're not good for God. So I did a lot of crazy things. So when I was almost 17 years, um, I walked um, in a place that I was not supposed to be there. And the police grabbed me, 
and took me to jail. So I was six months in jail in Mexico City. So I was suffering, but I was also crying, and I was also saying to God, it's your fault. It's your fault. You're supposed to be with me, and you're so, supposed to love me. I remember, you know, so I was kind of angry with God because he put me in jail. So um, the church in Mexico that my mom and dad attended, they, they have a ministry to go and visit people in jail. So they were sharing the gospel, and I knew those people. I knew those people, so I say, you know, I know those people, and I know they're Christians, and I know, they think that they're okay and they're good. So I was able to say to myself, you need to listen what they say. I need to listen. So I went, I went close to those people, and I heard the gospel. So I went that day at night in my uh, bed, and I put my knees in the ground, and I say, okay, God, if you're a true God, if you're alive, if you're serious with me, you need to take me to this place. You need to take me out of this place. And you know what? In two weeks, I was a free man. I was a free man, so I was excited. I went to the pastor and said to the pastor, Pastor, I want to do something for Jesus Christ. I give my life to him. And he said, oh, okay, good. Excited for you. I'm excited for you. But you need to go back to your school and finish your business and administration. And I was like, what? I want to be a missionary. I want to do things for God. And you say to me, go to the school and finish your school. So finally, I walk, walk away angry, and I say, okay, I'm going to finish my school. I praise the Lord that I finished my business and administration, so I was able to work in a, a nice company. The company is Pepsi-Cola in Mexico, so I was working in Pepsi-Cola in Mexico, and I was making a good money, but I was attending to church because I remembered to promise something to God, okay? So um, when I start making a lot of money, I was saying, okay, uh, um, I think I can play with God. I can be one Sunday at the church, and the other Sunday I can be working, making money. So I did it almost for um, almost five years to the moment that I went to church. And one Sunday, I say to my mom, to my mother, I say, I'm not going to church today because um, I, I, w I want to go to work. And she say, no, you going. And I say, no, I'm not going. Yes, you go. So she grabbed me by my ear <laughs> and took me to church. And that was good because when I opened the doors for the church and go to the building, I saw an American woman, beautiful woman, beautiful woman. I say, oh, I think God has called me to be at the church almost every Sunday. <laughs> and you know that woman was my, my wife, Diana. So um, uh, we started working together for two years in Mexico and missions. So I think we fall in love. And uh, finally, one day I talked to her and said, do you want to marry me? And she said, yes. And she said, okay, we can marry and we, we can be in Mexico. And I said, well, okay, that's good. But I was working for Pepsi and I was making good money, uh, good salary, good friends and that kind of stuff. But there was something missing in my life. And Diana always said to me, because she's from the United States, that she went to Mexico to be a single missionary. 
She went to Mexico to be a single missionary, okay? And I was in Mexico, say, okay, God, I'm gonna give my life to you, but I'm not gonna get married. So um, never say that, okay? Because you know what is gonna happen. So two years later, we get married in Mexico, and um, she was saying to me, because I, I told her, and said, you know, I want to study the Bible. I want to go to school or seminary. But in Mexico, there was no seminaries in that time. Um, so um, she convinced me to come to the United States. She said, okay, we go to the United States for three years. You study, and we come back to Mexico. And I said, okay, good. So we moved to the United States, and we're in Holland. Uh, for 12 years, I worked for a company, um, I don't know if I can say names because they're gonna call, uh, co uh, you're going to have to pay to the company, but it was a good company. And I was good, making a good money. And I was able to buy a house. And I was able to buy two cars. And I was able to go and do vacations and camping. So I was like, oh my God, I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven, so I'm not going to back to Mexico. But I never said that to Diana, and Diana was praying for me every day. Please, God, convince my husband so he, we can go to Mexico. So finally, 12 years later, 12 years later, when I was finished to study to be a pastor, a missionary, I went to Mexico to see my mom and my sisters. And I cannot explain what happened, brothers. But when I was flying in a plane coming to the United States, my heart went like this from this side to this side. And I know that God was saying, you need to come back to Mexico. And I say, God, why? I have a house. I have a job. I have a radio station, a Christian radio station. I have a church. I'm planting a church in Grand Rapids, a Spanish church. So why? Why do you want me to go to Mexico? And he said, you need to come back. So I went to, uh, to, to, to my favorite place where I pray in Holland, Michigan. They, I used to have a place that I go by myself and pray. And I was praying and said, God, okay, if you want me to go to be a missionary, you have to do two things. You need to take my house and my job. Take the job away from me, just me, not everybody. And you need to understand, I was working in a company that I was the boss in Mainis, okay? And I was saying to God that he need to take my job, only me, the other people not. They had to be with Jeff. Uh, one, one morning, my boss went and looked for me and said, you know what, Tony, I got uh, bad news to say. To, uh, I, I have a, a bad news to you. And I say, oh, okay, what I did, what happened? So he told me and said, your job is gone. Everybody have a job. Everybody have a job save you. And I was like, oh. And I started laughing. And he was like, uh, he, uh, my boss was saying, what happened to you? You're supposed to cry. I said, well, if you knew what happened. So I told him. And that moment I knew that my boss uh, was a Christian too. So he was able to support me and to help me. And two years I was raising my support. Um, but I went to, to God and said, okay, God, you got one thing. There is one another thing. You need to take away from my house. You need to take my house away from me. And I never, uh, you need to understand, I never say not, nothing to nobody, not to my wife, neither. So I pray that um, one Sunday I wake up and I was making breakfast, my wife and my kids, and the phone ring and somebody say, 
I'm a teacher from Hope College, and I want to see your house because it's so beautiful from outside. And I say, okay, you, you crazy lady, okay, you can come. You know, she went able to come to the house. She saw the house, uh, and she was in love with the house and say, I'm going to buy your house. And I say, yeah, sure, no problem. You know, uh, so she gave me two weeks to investigate how much was the house. I never did nothing. Two weeks later, she comes and say, uh, how much you want for your house? And I said, you know, I never investigated. Say, well, I did it. You want this? And she gave me a number, and I said, okay, give me 10% more than what you give me. And say, okay, I give it to you. So I was saying, signing papers. And uh, but that moment, I was also designed to go back to Mexico. So my wife and I, we are Christian from the beginning, from babies. But our savior was when I was 18 years, I opened my heart and gave my life to him and my wife when she was five years old, eight, eight years old. So, um, so we're so excited because based to that, I was able to go to Mexico. Because when I was 18 years old, I remember I was here in this church walking, uh, teaching about the light. You know, in the Old Testament, People use a plate with oil, and that was the lamb they used to walk in the darkness. You know, um, I was learning about the Bible, and I was learning about the Christian culture in the United States, and I saw that many Christians grab the line, and they start walking like this. If I want to go one point to another point, I go over there because I want to look where I'm walking. So that's one way to care or share the light. I'm going to walk to the pastor, so I need to see where I'm going, okay? That's one way. But there's another way. I can pick it out a little bit more, the light or the lamp, so I can still see where I'm going, but also I can see the people, okay? So if I go to walk to the pastor, I'm going to be going like this and pick it out the light so I can see where is him. But I need to be careful because when I put the light a little bit high, he can see my face. He can see what I'm doing. And I can say, oh, I'm going to see the pastor. Oh, yeah, the pastor. <sighs> so I need to be careful. So that's number two way, uh, the, the number two ways to care the light or share the light. But also, there's a lot of Christian people walking like this. They go like this, they shine like, the light like this, but they, when, they see, when they see their friends or their family, they put the lights backward in the back. And they're walking like this. Hi, how are you? My name is Antonio Navarrete, and I'm a Christian. But the lie is behind. They're hiding the lie. But also, there is a lot of Christians, they're walking with the light like this. But sometimes, because this lamb is, is heavy, so I put it away. Oh, I need to take a break. But you have to be at the church. Oh, no, I need to go camping because I work a lot. Oh, sorry, I forgot I'm a Christian. Sorry. You know? So, Antonio Navarrete... For 20 years, he was carrying the light that way and shining the light. 
No wonder my ministry was not growing. To the moment that I was in Mexico and I was able to read and to learn in English and Spanish, Matthew 5, 16. Matthew 5, 16, I don't know if you can put it in, um, in uh, okay, right here. Say, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Matthew 5, 6. It's a very simple very simple part of the Bible. You think you got it. But let me see something. I'm a teacher in Mexico, and what I teach in Mexico to the Mexican people is to be able to read the Bible and ask questions. So every time that you read the Bible, please ask questions. It's okay. God, lo God loves when you ask questions because he's going to give you the answer. Matthew 5, 5, 16, I can bring five, six questions. Number one, number one, which lie I had to sh shine? Well, right there say in the same way. So it means that John 8, 12 say to me that Jesus is the lie. Not me. You know, because sometimes like a Christian, we go and we shine the lie. My seminary. Oh, I went to the seminary 20 years ago and I know everything from the Bible. And I'm shining the technology the wisdom of the seminary or what I think I understand from the Bible. Brothers, church, we need to shine the light of Jesus Christ, not me. You know, sometimes being a missionary, I love when I come to the United States because everybody look at me and say, oh, missionary, pastor, you know, and my head is growing and growing and growing. And I walk like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'm doing a lot of stuff in Mexico. <laughs> you know. It's not me. It's Jesus Christ where I had to shine. In the same way. You know, I believe if Jesus Christ was here today, he was going to say to you, you know what? You need to go over there and love the people. Go over there and teach about me. Now that you are a good Christian. You know, because sometimes we shine the light just here in the church. Brothers, don't shine the light here because we know that everybody is a Christian. You don't need to be coming here and shining the lights, you know. Oh, hi, how are you? I was praying for you. I pray for you. Oh, I love you, you know, I love you. But you cross the door over there and get in your car and you trick your wife like a somebody. Because you call your wife here, honey, lobby, but in the car. Come on, woman, move. We're late. We are a lot of Christians like this, brothers. We shine in the light that we're not supposed to be shining. We need to shine the light of Jesus Christ because he is in us. Number, question number two. Who is going to shine the light? Who? The missionaries and the pastor. Pastor, you're doing a great job. 
What about you guys? What about you guys? You know, in Mexico, I teach the people, they, they had to be bringing people, not me. I know I'm the pastor and the missionary, and I had to go and look for people and share the gospel. But these people, that people is going to do a better job than me. So who is going to share or shine the light is everybody. John 1, 12 and 1 Peter 2, 9, they told us that it's me and the church who is going to shine the light in darkness. You know, uh, I noticed in Mexico a lot of people, they have a jobs, but I can't go to, this jo to their jobs and share the gospel. Maybe I can do it, but I can get in trouble, you know. But if you work in the company, you can share, you can shine the light better than an eye. So remember, which light? The gospel of Jesus Christ. Who? Me, not the pastor, not the mission committee. It's you. You need to bring people to the feet of Jesus Christ. The third question is when? When? When we have to shine the light? Just Sundays? Or men's meeting, or when the missionaries are come because everybody is, you know, oh, the missionaries or, or the pastor or that kind of stuff. Let me tell you the the Bible teaches that John 9, 10, John, no, sorry, John 11, 9 to 10, they say that we need to share the gospel every, every, every time when we go to the store. When we go to the uh, to work, when we go to the school, we need to shine the light so people can come to know our Father is in heaven. Question number five, no number four, sorry. Um, why, why, why? I need to. That's why we give a salary to the pastor. That's why we support missionaries so they can go and shine the light. But let me tell you that the Bible in John 12, 35 say is we need to go because every place is in darkness. A lot of people, they don't know about Jesus Christ. You know, the first thing that I was excited when I was in Mexico and my wife told me, you can come to the United States. It was the, I was so excited because I knew that everybody was a Christian people. So when I took the plane from Mexico to the United States and I went to, to a church, and I'm, I'm not going to say the name of the church, but to me it was a big surprise because everybody was at the church, but when the church was done, everybody went and smoked a cigarette. And I was like, What happened here? And I'm not saying they smoke, oh, you're smoking, you're going to be in, hell, in, in the light of fire. No, I'm not saying that, please. I'm saying that if Jesus Christ is your Savior, you have to be in the same way. He loves people. He cheered. He was the Son of God. He said to us, I'm going to die for you. 
But from Genesis to Revelations, we know that Jesus Christ and his father was saying, you need to be saint because I'm a saint, a holy, holy, saint, santo, holy. I, I, I need to be holy like him if he isn't me. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, I know, I know that. But we had to go every place because every place that we go, there, there people is in darkness. Number, f um, I, I don't know what question is this, but uh, number five, I think. Uh, number one is what's which light. Number two is who. Number three is when. Number four is why. And number five is where. Everywhere. Everywhere. Home. Sometimes in church. Because, you know, sometimes in church, I'm sitting over there because the people that I don't like are sitting over here. You know, why you don't like the brothers? Oh, because they did something to me in the past, and oh, I, I don't know. I know, I know. I prefer to be here. Or sometimes we walk away from church because we don't like it, the way they do the stuff. Or, or the way they treat me. I don't like it, so I'm out of here. We need to shine the light. If you feel that way, you need to shine the light in that place. If it's church, do it. And the last one. The last one is how. How? Well, let me tell you that when I was a young kid, I was sharing or shining the light like this. Remember this, waist? Put it back. Okay, well, it's too hot here. It's very hot. So I'm going to take my jacket off because I need to kind of get a... a Nice air, you know, enjoy. And I need to learn or to teach something with you. When I was in Mexico for 20 years, I learned something because I was reading this, because this is my part of the favorite part of my, the Bible for me, Matthew 5, 16. I love it. I love it. So what we need to do is to go to people and share the gospel so they can believe in Jesus Christ so he is our savior. So he need to be in our heart first. We need to believe in Jesus Christ and he need to be in our heart. He don't need to be in our brain. He don't need to be in my feet. He need to be in my heart. When he is in my heart, I know that he died for me. I know that he did many things for me because he loved me. So first, he is in my heart. Number two, he did a lot of stuff. He died for me. He gave his blood for me. You know why? So I can be shining light. So if I walk this way, they're going to see the light. If I walk this way, they're going to see the light. Because I'm shining the light of Jesus Christ. I know I went to a church. You know, I have 20 churches. When I come to the United States, I had to 20 churches to go and visit and preach. And, and sometimes it's one stuff is the same and different or whatever, you know, 20 churches. But also I had 29, uh, 19 families. They support us. And uh, sometimes I get tired and I kind of try to explain 
this part of the Bible, and one guy told me, he said, oh, what happened, what happened if the battery dies? Well, I told to him, this life never, never is going to be off. Yeah, you can do this, but, you know, there's still people see a little bit about the life. Because this is Jesus Christ in our heart, brothers. Church. So if the batteries die about this, who cares? Because you're still shining the light of Jesus Christ. But you need to learn that we need to shine the light. Who is Jesus Christ, my Savior. So everything... Because right there, say, in the same way, let your light shine before others. That means that I believe in Jesus Christ, that he is my Savior. But also say, so that they may see you good, what? Works. Not for salvation, but because people want to see you and say, I want to be like you. You know, one of, the, one of the things that I, maybe, I don't know if I say I hate it. Because in Mexico, the moment I wake up and I take a shower and I start walking in the street, people start seeing me, what I do. They follow me because they know I'm a missionary. They go, okay, let's see what he's doing. Oh, 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 oh he is not doing what she was, he was preaching. So I hate it because people is watching me all the time. But I love it because that's the way I can share the gospel. I don't share that I'm a missionary eh? because if I say, oh, I'm a missionary and the church in the United States sent me and I'm doing, you know, all this, they, they, they don't listen to me. You know, one of, one of the things I learned um, uh, to shine the, the light so they can see you good works it's very simple, walking with your wife. You know that in the United States, when you walk into your wife, um, can you come? What is your name? Yeah, you. Elijah. Elijah, can you come? I know that you're not my wife, okay? You're not my wife, okay? But you are a good friend, okay? But suppose, let's imagine that he's, he's my wife, okay? In the United States, my wife is behind me and I'm walking like this. Walk with me. Come on, honey. Come on. Okay. That's the way. But in Mexico, it's the same. But you know why? What I learned? I had to walk with my wife like this. <laughs> Sorry, I know that's not a good example, Pastor, but uh, it's just an example, okay? So, you know, I'm walking like this with my wife or my kids. Thank you very much. You're so wonderful. Sorry, man. Sorry. I never think. You know, that's the way we need to shine our good words. So, you know, you know, one of the things I learned with my kids, you know, I love the snow from Michigan. I love it. But uh, when I start working uh, and driving with the snow, I kind of hate it, you know. <laughs> but uh, when I was, it was Sunday. It was Sunday, and I, my wife is in the car already, my kids in, 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 the, in the back seat. And I was cleaning the window of, you know, the snow. And I was complaining, oh, God, terrible thing. I don't know why you send the snow to us. And, you know, like, 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 complain. 
and sat down in the car, turned the car on, and my kids they were in the seat saying, mm, now we know how to complain because you teach us. <laughs> you know, so I was like, oops, oops, you know. So we need to be careful because remember, Jesus Christ is in us, we need to shine the light in the same way so people can see a good words. The way you talk, the way you touch, the way you walk, the way that you do everything. People is going to walk. And more if you announce, you know. I remember I was working at a company in the United States here, and one guy, it was a new guy, he, he went, the first day he went started working and said, hi, my name is, and I'm a Christian. Hi, my name is, and I'm a Christian. Ooh, that was the worst thing that he did. You know why? Because everybody and their brain say, okay, we're going to pick him. So please don't announce that you are Christian. Just show that you are Christian. Please. And we're going to see many, many people to come and say, can I ask questions? Can, can you share why are you so different? So, church, thank you for your support. Thank you to let me be here. And remember, shine the light in the same way. Let your light shine before others so that they maybe see your good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. And please, never... Never glorify the pastor and the leaders. Say, just say thank you. We love you. Give a, a thousand presents, you know. But glorify our Father who's in heaven. He, he is coming soon. Let's pray. Close your eyes and pray. Let's pray. Your Father, thank you so much because you're so wonderful. Thank you because you give everything for us. And our bro like our brother was saying in the beginning of the servants, Abraham, from Abraham, everybody was going to be blessing. And now we know that he knew that the lie was you. And he just shined the light to the people. Help us to be a shiny light every day and everywhere that we go. Please, God, because we know you're, you're coming soon. Thank you for everything. Thank you because you're blessing our lives, and thank you for everything. And if somebody in this church still not safe, I pray in the name of Jesus, they can get close to the pastor or to somebody and say, I want to know about Jesus Christ today. I want to be, give my life to him. So I can be shiny light wherever I go. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. And I hope that you would hear these words as benediction because this great commission is actually a promise that Jesus is with you. Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to you or given to Jesus. Go, therefore. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen.